Welcome to The End Game, a podcast about the positive aspects of aging with grace, with joy, and with purpose. I'm your host, Don Auction. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get on with today's show. Our guest today is my friend Michelle Spaziri, who left behind an entrepreneurial career to turn her full-time attention to making art. It's a story that resonates, I think, with many of us as we approach our later years. So, Michelle, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Did you know when you were a kid that you really wanted to be an artist of some kind? Uh, I think as a child, I, um, I was mentored by uh, a family member. I had no idea what I wanted to be. Um, but if it weren't for... Uh, my aunt Chris, which is my mother's youngest sister, who's also an artist, um, I probably wouldn't have had any real direction. You know, growing up, it was always important that we go to college and we get a job. Um, and I think my my mother, especially my parents, were like, "You need to get a job. That's like a thirty-year pension and and uh, that kind of thing." And that was just never something I thought I'd want to do. So. You did get a degree in, in fine arts from an arts college. Why did you not pursue art initially? Well, it's not that I didn't. Um, I just don't. Uh, I, I think back in the 90s when I, was, uh, in, when I finished school, uh, there really wasn't any opportunities for people who majored in fine arts, um, as there, there are more today. Uh, back then, this advice from the... Uh, the mentors at, at uh, Micah, anyway, was to go and get a job at the Home Depot um, and then paint on the side as more of a, something to enjoy doing and then make you money. So you'd make money part-time maybe as a portrait artist or a pet portrait artist or someone who does landscapes and things like that. Um, and that didn't appeal to me either. So I just kind of zoned out and um, I didn't really have a plan. Um, so after... I graduated. Um, I worked in, I just continued to work in the food service industry. So I was waiting tables or I was working in gourmet cheese shops and all those things that I enjoyed because I enjoy those things anyway. But not Home Depot? <laughs> never wanted to wear, never wanted to wear that orange vest. <laughs> it wasn't fashionable <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> okay. So what you did do instead was. You said you were waiting tables and working in cheese shops, and where did you go from there? Yeah, so after so after uh, college, I just continued to work down in Fells Point. I was working at Fells Point at the bakery and at the coffee shop, and then I went from there to John Stevens, and I made okay money, you know, as a waitress and stuff. But um, I also didn't love as I started getting older. I didn't love the hours. It was you know you, you work till two in the morning or whatever. Um, so at that time, I also uh, was also working as a group fitness instructor. So I, uh, doing that, I was also trying, you know, I was painting and trying to get shows and stuff like, like that when I was, um, younger, but it was difficult to be a a full-time artist when you had it broken up with all these other odd jobs. So, um, I, uh, wanted to go back to school to do something else to make money. And my first, what I first wanted to do was, uh, I wanted to go back to school to get a massage therapy uh, certification because I was good at that. I was strong and I was good at it. I wanted to do that. Uh, but um, I was dissuaded with that. 
uh, and uh, I decided to go to school for my teaching certification. And um, that wasn't my first choice, and uh, many people who I knew told me I wouldn't love it or like it. And um, I was a really great student, and school was fun, but I did not like teaching high school art at all. Um, so I did not get my master's. I got my uh, just certification to teach art, at, and I did that at Towson University. And um, I didn't last very long. I felt it to be very confining. And um, it wasn't all that rewarding uh, with the children not being... There's too many kids in the classroom, so I don't want to be negative about anything, but it was, wasn't something I loved to do. But all the things that I did do gave me great lessons to where I am today. But so I, um, I've done a lot. I've not just that after college. I also worked in sales and marketing for many years. Um, I sold Yellow Page advertising for six. I bled yellow. Um, I uh, was in medical sales. Uh, I sold uh, bent metal and uh, wheelchairs and all that good stuff for a company called Invicare. And um, I also, what else did I do? Oh, yes. I started a company called Type A. <laughs> and it was a home management company. Yeah, so uh, we did everything, and that was very enjoyable. I did that for 12 years. I stopped that at COVID, uh, and I, um, it was very creative. So that, was, that fulfilled a big creative gap in my life uh, for a long time, and, um, and during that time. How, how was it creative? Well, for one thing, it was my idea. It was my business model, so I, it wasn't a franchise or anything like that. And um, I found out that I was really good at it. And I was really good at stepping it up and uh, building upon the, um, uh, the beginning. So I started it on my own, and then I grew it, and then I hired people, and then I grew the uh, uh, services. So uh, we would do cleaning, and we would do personal chefing, and we would do home organization. Um, we would help elders clean out their home and get ready for moving uh, we did pretty much everything it was like a home concierge company and um, I grew it and I uh, did had a great time doing it and um, during that time I uh, kind of got all this, this wind came up to it just came up this whoosh of uh, energies just wanting to get back into painting again and so that happened and within a few years I was back in the show circuit. This is still while you were running the company, or or this only came up after? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think, 20... No, it came up in the... Like, I was looking to transition, so I had a goal of 10 years for the Type A company, uh, but it went 12. And so um, I remember in 2016, I kind of started re-emerging as a, as a painter again, because I hadn't painted probably since early 2000s. Um, and... Um, and uh, I think 2018, I had my, or 2017, 2018, I had my first show. And, um, and then I kept on having more shows. And so I started transitioning out of the type A earlier, um, knowing that I was going to be putting that, retiring that business. And, um, and it worked out 
thanks thanks to COVID, uh, I was able to close it down <laughs> and have uh, no regrets looking back. <laughs> has it been an emotional, uh, has it worked out emotionally for you to be full-time doing art? I think it, um, I think it's worked, I think it's worked out. Um, emotionally, yes, I have to say that. Uh, it has, um, I, I've, I've, I've started to real, uh, find out a little bit more about myself, like what I really want with, with art and what I'm not loving about the whole art world. And um, I'm finding that um, I'm, there's a lot of self-discovery and um, there's a lot of reflection and um, it's not always joyful. I mean, uh, you know, people think, I think some people think anyway that it's not a hobby for me. You know, I don't sit down and paint and, uh, or draw or sculpt or do anything like that because I find it um, peaceful. Eventually, I fall into a place just like when you're reading or you're writing, you all of a sudden you disappear from reality and then you're in the work that you're doing. That's good. But when you start it, it's a struggle. It's like sitting down, you know, to write or uh, beginning something new all the time. It's, it's you know, you got to figure out, it's figure out how to make it work. So um, you have to get through all that. So when you're, when I'm working on a piece of artwork and, um, I don't know where it's going yet. That's very frustrating. And, and, but once I figure that out, then it starts to come back, come together, and then I can finish it. But I'm not a fast painter. But if, as far as emotionally, I would say that it was a good move. <laughs> uh, do you ever get the feeling when you're creating that, uh, oh, my God, I'll, I'll never figure this out, or I'll never get another good idea again, or who am I to think I can create art? Does any of that come up? Oh, yeah, like imposter syndrome is there all the time. It's like, you know, I feel like a one-trick pony, you know. It's like, oh, or is this any good? Uh, but what I'm starting to realize more with my work is I paint the way I paint. And I think it took me a long time to figure out that just because I don't paint like that person over there doesn't mean that I'm not any good. Um, so uh, I'm starting to accept more of my style. And it changes a little bit here and there. Uh, but looking back, when I look back on work that I have did, a long time ago, um, I see similarities to it. So I think what's happening is that it's actually, it's uh, it's coming closer to me understanding myself as an artist, and um, that's that's actually a, a relief. You know, I don't have to question myself as much anymore. That's great. I I, I certainly feel this parallels what my experience has been with writing. It's it's not a pleasure cruise. I don't sit down and smile and type away because it's great fun for me. It's a process of figuring it out. And there's lots of, I will never have another idea again. I will never have anything new to say. Uh, I am not up to the literary standards of other people, all that stuff. So I, I really get what you're saying. Um, and what about financially? Has it worked out for you? That in, in, are you making a living as an artist? Uh, well, I think uh, I sell my work. 
I do. Uh, as am I making a living? I'm not making the same kind of living I was making in sales or uh, type A. Um, I think the work that I've done prior to retiring type A and all the sales jobs that I've had, you know, uh, with a 40K and all that, 401K, I think that um, has allowed me now to kind of relax a little bit. Um, also having a partner in life who uh, is still working and supports me and loves me and wants to see me happy. Um, I don't think if I'd have that. That, that helps a tremendous amount. Yeah, that, yes. that's, that keeps me going. Um, I think uh, if I wanted to make, if I really wanted to make money as an artist, I think, I don't want to say all art, or this is what all artists have to do in order to make money, because I know some painters who sell a lot, they paint big and they paint fast and they sell a lot, uh, and I don't know what their situation is with their partners um, but I know the other artists that they have multiple verticals they uh, teach they have online courses and pretty much is pre-recorded and you know there's a little bit of interaction but they've get their influencers and they they seem to build up uh, they stack up just similar to how I stacked up my type a they stack up their their lessons for how to build your art biz. So it's like, I want to build my art biz, so I'm going to take that person's course and do everything she says so I can be just like her. And it doesn't work that way. Basically, they're making all the money because, you know, we're giving it away because they're those kind of people who can really bring, uh, the, you know, people like me into it with the hopes of maybe being like them and making a lot of money as an artist. Yes, if, if it weren't for uh, my husband, it wouldn't be an easy journey and I might not be where I am right now. So let, let me get back to a question. Um, when I look at some of your canvases, uh, it seems dreamlike, but also sometimes quite dark. I, I'm just wondering where do these visions come from? Okay. Well, um, well, I call myself a, a, an intuitive artist. Okay, and so I typically don't start painting with anything in mind. Sometimes I do, but most of the time not. And if I do start with intention, it usually changes completely anyway. And what happens is I tend to find these images, or these images find me while I'm painting, and I develop that. And so what happens then after that is I'm like, where is this going? Or going back to allowing myself to just paint what I see rather than saying oh no you can't do that that doesn't make sense why would you do that um, what happens later is when the piece is finished um, I find that the imagery or parts of the imagery or uh, the painting makes sense to me as far as the stories of my life that you know everybody's got their stories okay. and um, and hopefully what that does with other people which it at least people have told me, is that they connect with the pieces uh, they're for whatever of their own personal reasons. They might see a face or they might see a doll or a demon or whatever they want to call it, and they connect with it somehow. And um, that's always an exciting part of creating. Yeah, I would, I would think so. Do you feel some kind of an inner drive that says to you, I've got to create? Uh, yeah, I would say that um, I think life, uh, you know, for me anyway, is um, 
I need to do more than just paint. So I like to explore different things. So I've always been a creative person, I think. And um, I think that diversity and creativity is important. So I can't be painting every day, all day, and find joy in that. So um, I enjoy other things, too, that I find creative. And I think that's one of the reasons why I don't want to keep on mentioning my old business, but type A was uh, a very creative journey because we did so many different things all the time. And um, so, for example, I love to cook and I love to make up recipes, etc. So I do that. I also like to uh, work out. I like to organize and I like to clean, believe it or not. And those, some of those things are help my mind purge. So when I go into the studio and paint, um, I feel like I have a fresh start each time I'm there. Oh, great. Uh, I wish cleaning had that impact on my brain, but it hasn't worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why there's people out there like me. We did a, it's very, when I'm not on a timeline and I, I'm very focused at, and very good and I have a, a great process and for whatever reason, it's very mind purging. It's like, just like riding, getting on the road and riding my bike. It's, it's a, a great outlet for um, refreshing uh, my mind and um, things like, like that and meditation. I, I did TM. I need to get back into that, but I, I did TM uh, for a very long time, and I found that to be very helpful. So I'm uh, looking forward to someday soon getting back into meditation. Nice. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself saying, I'm too old for this, or darn it, I should have started when I was 20? Well, I, I would say that... Um, when I was 20, I didn't have any money. <laughs> so I would say, no, I'd never say I'm too old for this. Um, you know, I tend to say that about other things in my life um, that I might have wished that I would have been a little more uh, self-assured about things when I was younger. Um, but um, I hope to continue to be uh, creative for a long time, and I don't think I'm ever going to get bored and as far as retiring goes, I don't think there's a retirement to being creative. So I'll be able to, as long as I can keep on going. No, I, I would not yeah. imagine so. So hopefully I'll just keep on going. One more question. If, what message would you give to someone who's thinking hard about pursuing a passion for the arts in their later life? Well, I guess uh, just uh, if it's something they haven't, ever done and they want to do it I think they should just start and when they start the first time they do it they might be terrible at it but that's not an indicator of where it'll end up so um, I think that you shouldn't be afraid to start something that's you know crazy or you're never too old to start something new and creative um, I would say to you only have one life so you should do it while you want and if it's you know, tugging at you, uh, don't disregard it. I think you should should pay attention to your, your intuition and your gut and just do it because who cares if no one else thinks it's a good idea. If you want to do it, I think you should just do it. Great. 
Michelle, this has been a fascinating conversation, one that personally resonates with me as a writer, and I suspect with a lot of others today who have thought about exploring their creative side. So thank you for telling your story today. Thank you for having me. And um, if anybody wants to visit my website and read a little bit more about me um, and my art and take a look at what I do, it's michellespaziri.com. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, The Endgame, at theendgame.substack.com. I'm Don Auction, wishing you all the best in aging with grace, with joy, and with purpose. I hope you'll join us for future programs here at The Endgame.